Hello everyone and welcome to the latest Ev- the Echoes Everton podcast with me, Phil Kirkbride, Everton editor Greg O'Keefe and uh, footy tips to Tony Scott as usual. Um, lads, if we were hugely upbeat and optimistic about the United game last week, are we equally pessimistic Pessimistic, sorry, about going to the Emirates? Greg, start with you. We should be, given the way they played against United. But I think there were special circumstances on the day this is not to suggest for a moment that the horrendous news about Howard Kendall's untimely passing on, on the morning affected the players enough to affect their performance levels. I don't believe that is the case or was the case. Um, however, it certainly shifted the supporter focus away from football on that day. Um, I think tactically Everton were just taught a harsh lesson by Louis van Gaal and his team. I think midfield was overrun. And there are a number of little concerns uh, in that display. So, yeah, looking ahead to the Emirates Saturday tea time, there should be concerns. However, I'm going to try and cling to some positives and remind everyone of the form Everton we're into going into the United game, and that's why we were so buoyant. And maybe hope that the fact that, albeit a morale boost for the Gunners against Bayern, they have had that extra, not insignificant competition, whereby they had such a little amount of the ball, so they've been doing a lot of chasing. Whether or not that sapped their legs going into a game, which is uh, Everton have had a week more, a little bit more in the week to recover, whereas they've had uh, significantly less since they played Bayern. So, what did you make of? And if you did watch Arsenal on Tuesday, or I've seen the highlights. I mean, they're in they're in some form, aren't they? I mean, they'd gone to Watford, which you would expect wouldn't be an easy game, and won three 0 on the Saturday, and then they've done a number on Bayern, haven't they? They are very impressive at the moment, aren't they? They are in top form. Um, you're trying to look for where you can you can get at Arsenal. And I, I don't want to sound pessimistic here, but I just can't see Everton getting any kind of result there. What I'm trying to cling on to something, as Greg said then, maybe the former Romelu Lukaku, he plays well on... Yeah, I think he was the only one that could hold his head up and against Manchester United. I thought he played really well. But apart from that, the other, the other 10 players, they had, they had their heads down and... I can only see an Arsenal victory. I just can't see anything else unless Everton have some kinds of ace up the sleeve which they're going to attack Arsenal and Arsenal will have to have a bad day. Do they go to the Emirates next year? Do they go to the Allianz next next week? Uh, start of November, I think, yeah. So it's not even that, is it? So, yeah, I think um, I'm pretty much feeling the worst on Saturday night. Has history taught us, though, Greg, in, in the past couple of visits down there and in particular the... The December night when when we we snatched a win thanks to De La Feo's goal that Everton have the quality or the ability to control a lot of the game against Arsenal. You know we have seen that in the past couple of games, but the problem is it's not been converted into kind of a cutting edge. So are you are you comforted by the fact that history would tell us that we will have a significant chunk of the ball on mm. Saturday? Yeah, I mean that De La Feo night was a draw, wasn't it? But mm. it felt like a win in many ways. But it, it was a point. History tells us that. Everton don't win there, depressingly. We've never won there. We've we? never won at the Emirates. Is that a psychological barrier? Again, you know, you wonder. You wonder if players look at fixtures and think, oh, we never get anything there, we'll take a point. I would take a point right now. Yeah. However, you're right, Everton did go and dominate the ball. Everton have had more of the ball. Then again, last season, they had more of the ball and still got beat 2-0. And I know Tony likes to... The, the accurate catchphrase that it doesn't matter what the possession stats are mm. it's what matters in the top right hand did, you, did you feel 
I mean, I was down there, and if you felt that there was, I think we tried to build a platform going into the second half of that game. Still level, mm. at, at, at the worst, and but we're still in the game. Sixty-five minutes. We've got hold of the ball. We're going to dictate. And then a momentary lapse in concentration from John Stones, who's pulling his socks up, left Giroud get a march on him, and the corner gets swung in. Mm. He scores. Thirty-ninth minute. You go in at half time one 0 down. Your mm. game plan changes, unfortunately. So what I'm saying is, have Everton have they got to stick to that idea again? They've got to go. Like we're going to have to try and dominate the ball. It's difficult. As no, it might I'd, be. I'd rather see us counter attacking. Okay. Mm. I I don't think Everton are good enough to go and dominate the ball. Martinez talks about doesn't he? You have to be perfect mm. to win a place like the Emirates. I don't think Everton at the moment have got a ninety minutes perfection performance against the side of Arsenal's class. Yeah. We saw that against Southampton. We've seen that almost almost against Chelsea. Yeah, yeah. Like a, per- a perfect Everton performance, if you like. I don't think Everton can go to the Emirates. The best will in the world with all the clear-eyed optimism that Roberto could muster and command the ball and possession for 90-plus minutes and beat Arsenal in that mm-hmm. way. I'd rather go and see... sound like a broken record on this podcast. I'd rather go and see us counter-attack them. That may well materialise. However, it's not that straightforward, is it, in life? Because then you go and say, well, you can have the ball. And eventually, a side as good as Arsenal will do something with it. Interestingly, I think Arsenal Wenger, if you just ask him right now, would you let Everton have the ball? I think he'd say, yeah. Because United did. Look where that got them. Bayern Munich had the ball. Look where that got them. Arsenal this season, they seem to be letting having the opposition have plenty of the ball and hitting them good style on, on the break. And you've, I think at the stats someone put an interesting tweet up the other day, like five or six of their wins this season, Arsenal, of we, the opposition have had more, more possession. So I, yeah. I, I guess that he'd be saying to yeah, you have the ball mm. and we'll hear you. Yeah, yeah. My fear is they'll lure Martinez into knowing that that's what he wants, the ball. Yeah. They'll lure Martinez into that that mindset and that trap. And Everton just won't be Everton, good enough Everton, to are, Everton simply aren't good enough to to play that style away. Well, they are in fits and spits and against certain sides. Are they going, yeah, well, think for this season. Name me Swansea. They played really well. Chelsea, really well. Southampton, really well. Now, apart from that, can you name me? There must be five or six games there where I'm looking at Everton after. The... I think I, I know. Yeah, you, I, you're right. Basically, when they recovered against Watford, big caveat when they recovered yeah. after going two 0 down yeah. to the promotion, then they looked to me like the, the the team that on the ball possession possession count through the roof. That's when you want to see Everton, but they had to go two 0 down to rediscover mm. it. I mean, slow start is a whole other other topic, Phil. But I agree. That's what I was saying. I think they should counter attack. But if Arsenal want to counter attack as well, what? you know, I don't know. But the owners—that's what I'm trying to say. On the the owners should be on the own team to have the ball and dominate it. If Everton just say that, you just have the ball, you just have possession, you just have plenty of it. You just come and hit us. Everton have got the pace to hit them on the break. Now. I'm I'm adamant saying Arsene Wenger will go into this one and see that Roberto Martinez yeah use our ball possession. Well, sorry to butt in, and uh, you know I'm careful when I say use this reference, but isn't having the ball the best form of defence? Isn't that what Pep Guardiola's philosophy is built on? If we've got the ball, you haven't got it, so you can't. Hurt it us. depends on the players. So that's what, but what I'm saying is that as much as um, Arsenal sort of being frustrated by a resolute Everton, aren't the home fans going to get agitated if Everton just got the ball? Yeah, but we've we've seen the approach of having the ball. From that, we've had a draw, a credible draw, which felt like a win mm-hmm. when De La Feu scored. Yeah, yeah. And then we've had a routine 2-0 defeat. Yeah, when, and the cup defeat as well. And the cup defeat. Well, and the cup defeat mm-hmm. When, actually, 
having the ball didn't do Everton a lot of favours because they couldn't be perfect. Yeah, yeah. I think it's interesting if Everton do go into this one on obviously who starts for them as well. I, that, I think that will dictate mm. who how they're gonna how they're gonna go at Arsenal because it, I do think, in in my opinion, they should they should be playing two wingers and. No, as, I, I should I, say one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they should be playing two wingers. Obviously, it'll never happen under Roberto Martinez. But I'd I'd be really happy to see two wingers and ready to your your Arsenal let you come at us and then we can hurt them. But if we start dominating the ball, starting to pass from side to side, Arsenal fans have been used to that this season. They've been used to letting the opposition have the ball and hurting them. Look, Man United last week, Bayern Munich, you can have the ball and we'll hurt you and we'll we'll take the victory. And I've got a sense that that's what might happen again. And Roberto Martinez could come off. He, he may well not do, but he'll come off Saturday and say we dominated the ball. We took the game to Arsenal, but yeah. It'll be a different scoreline. My concern is if they do go there and get a defeat, albeit with what Martinez might term a positives from the way they used the ball when they had it, is that it really stores momentum, Phil. Mm. Is that you go from being buoyant, looking what can what we can achieve this season, the top four being not a closed shop. Don't get me wrong, I'm not saying a defeat would mean that's all redundant, but it certainly stole that momentum. It stole that good feeling in the air to have two defeats on the run to sides who are going to be competing for that top four. Mm. It suggests Evan aren't good enough to be in that top four. It would suggest. Don't, I'm not getting carried away with yeah. pessimism. Yeah. Mm. They might go there, God willing, and get a result. Yeah. I think, they certainly do one. Yeah, I, I think the fact that Roberto was... You can, you'd be able to read it on our website as you listen to this now. The fact that Roberto has, has called for a reaction, which is not something he usually does, to be honest. It's, it was quite surprised when he used those words and... Mm. Was quite forcibly saying we need to go back and we need to go and get something. Tell sort of is almost in, in agreement with you, and I think he knows this. And I think he's this is the the final of the ten first ten league games. He spoke about this will sort of give us a gauge of how the season's going to pan out. I think you go to the Emirates to get a point. You go, you know what? This has been a good ten games. We've had a lot of tough yeah. matches and we've come out fairly well here. But I agree, a defeat. It's not the end of the world by any stretch, and we'd never say that, but it, it, as you say, it probably stalls momentum. And it makes games like Norwich in the Cup on Tuesday, trip to West Ham and Bournemouth in November, I think it is, you know, stuff. It just makes those games just that little bit more tense. And really, Evan should be. I'm, I was looking forward to that period, but I think I won't be looking forward to it as much if we go there yeah. and get a spanking, basically. Yeah, yeah. So I think if you look at it, if over them 10 games, the difficult fixtures Everton have had, I think it will probably tell you where Everton are at. See, for argument's sake, we do get we get beat against Arsenal. We've been beat against Manchester United. We've been beat against Manchester City. We got a draw against Liverpool. Yeah, we beat Chelsea. I think that will tell you what we got four points out of them big five games. I think that will tell you where Everton are at yeah. um, when you're looking at the season, if it pans out like that, to be honest. Yeah. I just think, I mean, I hope that United was a blip. It was. It was so. It felt like it, a blip. It, it was so removed from what largely we'd seen. I think a lot of the times from this season in, in a lot of the bigger games. I think the. I mean, you know, we got beat by City, but I felt for sixty minutes performance was really good. But that, yeah, there was no minutes. Twenty in the first second half, maybe fifteen, where you thought we had to go here. That's just, it was so so far removed from, you know, from what we're used to. I think that I I I'd hope and I agree with you that it was a blip. But so we spoke. We have spoken a lot about. Obviously, which is the priority, the other side of the weekend and Saturday and the fact that none of us felt like watching a football match. But let's talk about the football for a minute. Mm. Just, you know, before, 
we've gone a bit ahead of ourselves. You were quite strident in, in how you felt we, Saturday was lost. I just think Everton got schooled in the midfield. I just think Gareth Barry and James McCarthy, I felt sorry for them because Manchester United are the three of Mata, Herrera and Wayne Rooney and it was just... I've never seen Everton's midfield get dragged apart like that before. It was just, he got taught a heavily lesson. Um, Martial, he, he, obviously they planned to do a number on Seamus Coleman and I'm afraid he took him the clean as well. I've never seen Seamus have much of a bad game as I've seen him do. And I felt sorry, John Stones got dragged out of position plenty of times. Phil Jagiel had a terrible game. And Brendan Galloway didn't, and I, I'm a great fan of his, he didn't cover himself in any glory leading up to one or two of them goals as well. So I think all in all, I've never seen a poorer performance out of Everton's defence and midfield. And it was just a total tactical lesson for Manchester United as well as Louis Van Aal on Roberto Martins. Everton just didn't have any answers at all. On the, on the good side, can the back four play that badly again? I'd, I'd say no. I'd say Seamus was feeling the after effects of that game in Warsaw for the Republic of Ireland. Big yeah. ask that. Didn't exactly do us a favour there, Republic of Ireland. Whether or not it was right, okay, it was a qualifier. Everton's hands. But don't forget, Greg. Sorry, don't forget Manchester United. All of their squads have been no, on internationals. Exactly. Seamus hadn't played though, had he? That's what I think. That's the point he was making. Seamus hadn't played since, since coming off against Chelsea. That's that was right. his first game, and I think I think playing again within six days and not, still not being hundred percent probably. Well, if that it was, was always the, obvious to me. Well, if that was the case, Phil, shouldn't have Roberto Martinez just stuck with his side and trusted well, over the last three or four maybe weeks? Maybe in hindsight he that's, wishes he had. Yeah, that's maybe, a fair maybe, point. Maybe he wishes he had. That's a fair mm. point. But, However, there will have been a lot of fans who just said, well, Coleman's available and you've not put him straight back in the team, you're mad. But take your point. What my concern is, so the defence can't play that badly again. Jags has had a rest then. From He, he played mm. a game for England. He's mm. had a rest. Stones, likewise, had a rest. My fear is that those three for United that you mentioned, who did pull Everton in all sorts of different areas of the pitch where they were getting overrun, Arsenal have got players who can do that as well. Exactly, it's like that's my fear. Ozil, Sanchez. Sanchez, right, Ram, Ramsey's not fit. But Giroud, they've got players who can cause Everton difficulty mm-hmm. playing in between the lines where a stone can be tempted out into the wrong place at the wrong time. I just... Yeah, I just cry, Greg. Don't worry. I'm just worried about Saturday. I just what I feel. I'm with Greg on this one. If if Arsenal do get the noses in front, early doors, I will fear the worst, especially after what happened last week. Now there's Manchester United, and everyone's saying, "Oh, they're a poor Man United side," and this and that. Yeah, they've absolutely taught everyone. They're not a poor. They're not a poor side. So everyone's telling us that that, that's not the Manchester United of old and all this. And yeah, they may not be. But this, in my eyes, the, the best team that stands up good us in this yeah, season. That was, a, that was a well-oiled machine. That that was a, that was a team well, that had been think... drilled. For, they'd obviously worked on it for the couple of days when they came back, and they had they had Schweinsteiger for me. He was the best player on the pitch because he's so experienced. He just he was directing and orchestrating around Everton's midfield. Yeah, and he was just like this is very easy. We've got to forget where he's come from. He was playing Bayern Munich last season. Yeah, I mean he was just street ahead. I think I think it was an it was it felt like in some respects. One of those old school Man United performances where they just came and kind of strong armed the opposition and just kind of took ruthlessly were. Do you think Arsene Wenger will have looked at last week's performance from Everton and how Manchester United yeah, took to maybe. them? I said, do you know what? I'll have some of that. Yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe Walcott will do a job on Coleman. I don't know, like Martial did. That mm-hmm. might you might do that. Um, I think, but I think Arsenal maybe are going to be more offensive because they've got Cazorla in there and. As you mentioned, Ozil and people like that. I just feel that they're gonna 
they're going to want to attack a bit more sort of strongly than United did rather than wait for Everton to give them the, the opportunity. But like I said, yeah. But Arsenal are the form team in the league, aren't they? So they can do what yeah. they want. We could have two podcasts at the moment talking about making you cry, making me cry. Mm-hmm. We could have the weekly Everton podcast and we could have a weekly podcast about Tim Howard. Oh. I'm loath to bring him up because we've been over it time and time again and there's certain fans who want everything that goes wrong on the pitch to be his fault, which is unfair. But equally, again, did he win you any points? Well, obviously he didn't win you any points. Did he win any credit against United? Arguably not. He got beaten in every situation where he where you would expect that sounds as if okay he couldn't have done a lot about the goals however again De Gea was making a difference infrequently he made a great save actually to be fair from Howard uh, from Lukaku rather did Howard no do you need a brilliant goalkeeper when you go into the Emirates any chance of getting a win because Arsenal will have chances yeah where are we look it's not going to change between now and I would warrant next summer so it's almost that's why I'm saying loath to bring it up because it's almost. What do you, I mean, I think he was. I think he deserves criticism for the third goal. I think the first one, you know, it's it's within six yards of him. So what's not his fault? Second one, I, I don't know if he's blame. He saved from Marsh. He saved from Martial. You know, Rooney went through. I don't. Did he get tested other than that? I don't. That's know the he, clinical side. That's the, that's the sign did. of a top goalkeeper, Phil, isn't it? Is that if you've got nothing to do for large chunks of the game, and when you're asked upon. You've got to save your team, I think, and he's not not doing it. I think it. if it wasn't Phil, someone made a good point to me though, is that I'm sort of countering that argument, which I agree with. Are Everton a club of the resource to say well, we've got a goalkeeper that is going to win us X amount? Really, you've got to be realistic. He's not a De Gea, he's not a Peter Cech. He's solid enough, but I think maybe we're expecting too much of him. Maybe we have been all along. He is gonna. He's not perfect. He's a goalkeeper that realistically if Everton want to get strong materially they need to be spending 15 million on the next goalkeeper well, not necessarily in my opinion Greg it's the likes of your goalkeepers you've got the lads who's playing for Stoke at the moment the Butland yeah. you've got Begovic who's signed for Chelsea yeah, who's, but I mean you've I, got t- the, I take the goalkeepers that point on, there. but yeah and see what you mean by sort of bringing young players through but at the minute Tim Howe was probably better than Jack Butland would you say so yeah if you look at the obvious course I'd of totally what he's disagree with no well I, I think he is because Jack Butland's still inexperienced for me. So I think he'll still make mistakes. I mean, he could have got set off on Monday night. Yeah, he's still making mistakes, but as many as Tim Howard this season. I don't know. You'd have to have much. I'll Jack guarantee Butland. Jack Butland, when we come to the end of May, I guarantee Jack Butland will have saved Stoke City more points than what Tim Howard will have done for Everton. Because this goalkeeper, and I, I keep on, I sound like a broken record, and I said it at the Manchester United preview before the match, I said this could be the tail of the two goalkeepers. I was proven right. To Gaia, time and time again, will save Man United. Will Tim Howard ever save Everton as many points as any other goalkeeper in the league? No, he won't, in my opinion. Last week again, the, the one. So you're saying every 19 other goalkeepers will. will they'll have. They'll get their. their they'll get their share. They'll, I'll, I'll tell you what, Tim Howard will be in that bottom category. He won't. This season alone, when we played 10 games, one game that springs to mind, Tottenham, he plays well, saved Everton, earned Everton a point. Now, apart from that, I'm looking at myself and going. Name them, name them again. Last season, same dance. It's the same situation with them. And it's, you're looking at him and he's trying to save shots when he's in the back of his net. Last week, Wayne Rooney's one on one with him and you're thinking, come out with him, close the angle. Now, I'm not a goalkeeper, I'm not even a goalkeeping coach. And I'm watching him and you're going, come out. And he literally rolled down and made the decision for Wayne to just slot it past him. You're going, what's yeah. going on? Yeah, it was. Strange, and you're asking yeah. him, if, that, if he saves that and Everton had a chance to get back in the game, 
It's so frustrating and watching him, and he's probably in the he's probably coming in the decline of his career anyway. Hmm. So there's I know Everton is basically stuck with him now till the end of the season, but I, there's not an odd love in January to Roberto to just say, Do you know what, I'm going out to get a goalkeeper here and saving our season because this lad is going to cost us time and time again. And I'll, there's no doubt I'll repeat myself in a couple of weeks' time again. <laughs> there's no two ways about it. I'd, I'd be surprised if, if the goalkeeper wasn't on the shopping list at some point and they weren't looking. I'd be surprised, definitely. Do we mention quickly De La Feu? Again, you know, maybe we didn't... Well, I say again, nobody excelled against Parf and possibly Lukaku against United. Has he got part, real part to play at ground, which is memorable for him for the right reasons? It's interesting, isn't it? I don't know whether we have to keep him on the bench and get him back to where he was by him making an impact off... You know, coming on as a sub, I, I think so. Mm. I, I I feel that's probably the best cause. I don't feel Lennon really got a fair crack of the whip against United. I think it was just one of those days where they were overloading that side. Whenever he got the ball, there was two or three around him. He couldn't link with Coleman because they're doing a job. I feel maybe Roberto should just persevere with Aaron, give him 65, 70, to, you know, do as much as he can on the full-back and then bring Jerry on and see what he can do. But you know, it's all, it's all for the reason. Of course, we have actually already played Arsenal this season. Uh, only one of us was there, Phil. <laughs> God, yeah. Go it's back a long to time ago, isn't it? Go back. It feels like it. It doesn't say much. No. Pre-season never does. However, we got beat. Go yeah. back to Singapore. What, did, what? It was just one of those. <sighs> Arsenal were fairly ruthless that good that day. They did look good, to be fair. Again, pre-season. Take what you want out of it. It was a case of it. <laughs> ironically, going back to the start of the conversation, Everton had a lot of the ball and did naff all with it yeah. basically. I'm loath to read too much into it. Yeah, but yeah, you could, you you wouldn't take a leap of imagination to see that being the similar scenario come half seven Saturday night. I hope not. But um, but on the plus side, Ross scored an absolute belter in that game. So <laughs> yeah, let's focus yeah, on that. <laughs> Predictions, finally, lads. Greg, we'll start with you first. Well, I was spectacularly and hopelessly wrong last week, so I hope I'm likewise again next week. I think we're going to get beat two you know. Phil, oh, is God. there any cause for optimism? I'm always trying to find the positive. Give us a point, Phil. My, heart, my heart says one all, but my head says 2-0 defeat. Let's bank with I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I, I think Everton will score, but I think it'll be in vain. I, I can see Everton maybe getting beat 3 or 4-1. Oh, yeah. As sad as it sounds. Sorry. Let's hope Tony Scott is hugely <laughs> wrong. It wouldn't be the and first it won't be the time. first time. <laughs> Thanks the for the only one. Yeah, and all right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone, and we'll uh, we'll catch up again in in the week. Hopefully, after a, a post uh, Arsenal victory. Ben jij prijsbewust? Nu extra MB's bij Mijn Sim Only voor 12.50 per maand, onbeperkte minuten of SMS's en 3500 MB 4G internet tijdens de Ben prijsbewust weken. Kijk op ben.nl.